I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, this is Anson Anderson back again with another edition of Rockstar Classics. Uh, On today's show... I decided to return back to the days of my theme. So this particular episode is going to focus on the theme of Halloween with it just being around the corner. So going to look at songs and bands that have a Halloween inspired uh, association with the holiday. So I've got some uh, music coming up from bands as diverse as Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson and the Misfits, but I'm going to start things off with uh, the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne, who is singing about the Satanist Alistair Crowley. This is Mr. Crowley.
uh, that was Ozzy Osbourne with Mr. Crowley, taken from his 1980s solo album, Blizzard of Oz. I uh, thought that was a good track to start off with, especially with the uh, the very dark and daunting organ intro. Uh, the track itself, though, is about the uh, Satanist Alistair Crowley, which his name is pronounced Crowley, but uh, Ozzy Osbourne mispronounces the name. Um, he was a 19th century British practitioner, practitioner of black magic. He was known as the wickedest man alive. Uh, Jimmy Page, the Led Zeppelin guitarist, based some of his album covers on his work. Um, Ozzy picked this song to play up to his mock satanic image. And this is something that he did a lot with Black Sabbath, who a lot of their songs were about horror movies and war, and uh, about the occult. Uh, the bass player on the album, Bob Daisley, wrote the lyrics for the song, and he said that uh, the question, the song really is about questioning Alistair Crowley and to the wicked things he did. And it's really a question asking why he did it. And, and according to legend, Alistair Crowley was born after he was born. They scattered his afterbirth because he had a birthmark shaped like a swastika. And this is something Ozzy alludes to in the song. They scattered the afterbirth. Um, Ozzy Osbourne did quote for the Osman Comet, he did quote by saying they had read several books on him, it was something that he'd, he'd always wanted to read a, uh, write a song about him because he's a weird guy um, and while he recorded the album he said there was a pack of tarot cards that were designed to lie around the studio and then one thing led to another, Mr Crowley was uh, a ball on the track and uh, one final note about the track is that uh, Randy Rhodes did play on the song uh, shortly before his untimely death at such a young age. So I'm now going to continue this creepy episode with uh, with Dio, who uh, another one it had a fantastic uh, vocal voice and wrote a lot of tracks based on dark fantasy. And this is one such track. This is Dream Evil.
uh, that is Dio with Dream Evil from the album of the same name, which is which was his fourth solo album, which came out in 1987. And uh, Dio's untenable link to Ozzy Osbourne they did replace him in 1980 uh, at, with Black Sabbath. Um, this particular album uh, features former Rough Cuts members Craig Gody and Claude Chanel. The track itself is open to interpretation by many fans who believe it's about nightmares and the fear of the dark. And the song's chorus, Dream Evil, the dark that you find at the back of your mind, uh, seems to support the theory, but others think it's about exploring forbidden knowledge and going where there's no light. And yeah, so like like most music these days, is the fun of it all is that it is open to interpretation. So it's really about when you listen to a track, what you firmly believe it, what you think. Um, so I'm going to go on. I'm going to move on now with a new track by Alice Cooper, taken from his latest album, A Road, and featuring Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello. Uh, this is White Line Frankenstein. <laughs>
uh, that was Alice Cooper with White Line Frankenstein taken from his latest album Road which came out a couple of months ago via EM Music and was produced by Bob Ezrin it was uh, recorded with his trusted long-time bandmates Ryan Roxy on guitar, Chuck Garrick on bass Tommy Henrik on guitar, Glenn Sabell on drums and Nita Strauss on guitar track uh, featured the Rage Against the Machine guitarist Tom Morello. Uh, the track is not about the fact Alice fed Frankenstein cocaine. No, it's it's actually about it's another monster he created. It's a truck driver who's the king of the road and uh, he doesn't live in a house. He just lives in his truck and he just uh, drives by the white lines his whole life. So uh, I guess it's uh, it's a very depressed uh, uh, Frankenstein who who doesn't seem to seems to be a bit of a free spirit. Um, yeah, that, that so Alice Cooper himself has always been a bit of the master of of stage performance and also the master of creating new characters. Um, so I'm going to go uh, move on now with uh, AC/DC and Night Prowler. <laughs>
as well. Nano, nano. Ah, that was ACDC with Night Prowler, taken from their 1979 album, Highway to Hell. Uh, the song itself has some rather sinister lyrics, and uh, the sinister story behind it, in fact, it was the song the serial killer Richard Ramirez listened to shortly before he went on killing spree back in 1985. And uh, 1989 was convicted of 13 murders in which he sneaked into houses at night and killed the occupants. This won him, well, the media referred to him as a night stalker. And it was even more terrifying because uh, one of Ramirez's ACDC hats was discovered and was put on the news as evidence. And unfortunately, the band were linked to the killer, and some believed that this, uh, this song sort of compelled him to go and kill people. It, that's a bit daft really um, so the song describes a man sticking to a woman's house as you lie there naked like a body in a tomb suspended animation and they slip into your room uh, so there's no evidence that uh, it has any particular ev- influence on Ramirez but uh, the band defended this the late Malcolm Young said it was about uh, it's about sex it's about creeping around at night and doing the business with a couple of old girlfriends while his brother Angus defended it by saying that it is in fact inspired by the neighbourhood that he was uh, born in in suburban Australia when he was a small child they didn't have hair conditioning and it was very hot and their house was next to an alleyway so they got a lot of night, animal night visitors and they would jump on his window ledge and so he'd see their shadows on the wall um, yeah so I I just, I, uh, I'm going to move on now with the cramps, and I am a teenage werewolf.
also a teenage te uh, werewolf. So I guess I have gone through some form of uh, transformation since the intro. Um, that was taken from the band's 1980 album, The, L the Good Lord Tortoise. Uh, the track is a uh, is the title is inspired by the 1957 movie of the same name, and it well, it has influences of music, and then has a, a dark and mysterious lyrics exploring the themes of adolescence, identity, and transformation. Uh, the werewolf is a metaphor for uh, teenagers going through adolescence and having to deal with not being an outcast and the the world of untamed nature that lies within adolescence as well as the struggles to control and understand one's own identity and it also looks into the complexities of teenage identity and the confusion with the, uh, with transfer well, tr transforming from from a I guess a child to, to an adult really and also to struggle with the not to struggle with the fact of uh, self-acceptance and not being an outcast. Um, so I'm going to move on very swiftly with Misfits and the rather charming Die Die My Die. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Darling.
was of course the pop punk band The Misfits with Die, Die My Darling, taken from the 1984 album Earth AD Wolf's Blood. Uh, the band are quite known for playing quite, uh, for singing quite violent songs, and this is no different. The songs are quite dark and violent with lines like Die, Die, Die My Darling, don't utter a single word. Die, Die, Die My Darling, just shut your pretty mouth. Uh, uh, this is a song that was released on Glenn Danzig's label plan 9 Records seven months after the band's breakup. And it's a song like the previous one, which is titled after the 1965 horror film Fanatic. Um, I think I remember a band called Aiden doing a cover of this about 20 odd years ago. Anyway, I'm going to move on very swiftly with Motet and another song about a mysterious figure sneaking in in the middle of the night. This is smiling like a killer. That is, of course, Motorhead with Smiling Like a Killer, taken from a th- the 2004 album Inferno. And it is, of course, about serial killers and tropes in horror fiction. 
and it's about things that people don't see in plain sight about serial killers. So uh, some of the lyrics are, I'm the one you never see in the dead of night, picking your window, staying out of sight. Go to bed, lock the door, don't look in the mirror. What if I was right behind you, smiling like a killer? The song describes a killer who's always looking around, waiting for an opportunity to strike. The lyrics are again graphic and describe how the killer will cut your throat, catch your breath and make you blood like a river, run like a river. It is a more graphic and violent version of Night Prowler really, with um, similar ideas about uh, somebody sneaking in your bed at night. So I'm going to move on very swiftly with something a little bit more cheerful. This is a creator and Satan is real.
that was Creator with Satan is Real taken from their 2017 album Gods of Vengeance. Uh, the track, I believe, by looking at the lyrics, is about war. Uh, the opening lines Martyrs cannot kill us all. You cannot kill us all. Vengeance will come as a shock. It's a message to the people doing the war. And it's sort of a, a message of resistance. In the pre-chorus, there'll come a day when all the cults demise in this graveyard of desire. So they're saying that no matter what they do, eventually um, the people committing the the atrocities, uh, they they will crumble. Um, say the chorus: Satan is real. Satan is real. Core of all tyranny, human catastrophe. Satan is real. Satan is real. It's basically saying tyrants are Satan. That Satan does exist because. Uh, he, in the disguise of tyrants, because of what they do to humans, is a uh, it's causing destruction. Um, uh, this drug for the weak, you will never wipe the dreams from our minds. Reverence your lies, obsolete. This is about the people that uh, are taken in by what these tyrants say when they convince them to go to war. Yeah, they're just saying that the lies themselves. Uh, just that and uh, in the chorus at the end it says open your eyes and you will see uh, can you resist the temptation Satan is real so again they're say, saying that what the uh, these tyrants uh, what the tyrants are telling them are, are a pack of lies and that uh, it's asking them to resist uh, joining in the fight anyway I'm going to move on now with a guy that uh, some people would describe as Satan himself. I think that's slightly harsh. He's a controversial figure on stage and off stage. Uh, this is Marilyn Manson with Rock is Dead.
this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead. album El Billy Deluxe. Uh, the song features quite a lot of references to old movies which uh, people who know Rob Zombie will know that uh, he's a very big fan of those old Hammer horror movies. So some of the things are in the opening line who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead uh, that's taken from the trailer of Lady Frankenstein and the music uh, that goes along with it is from the trailer of the Wes Craven film The, House, the Last House on the Left the spoken words, what are you thinking about? The same thing you are at the beginning of the... 
that's taken from the 1971 film Daughters of Darkness and there's other things that uh, have been taken from films featuring Vincent Price um, yeah so I'm gonna, and uh, just before that was Marilyn Manson with Rock is Dead which is of course about how uh, rock music has become dumbed down that, but due to society it also looks at entertainment and how religion is used as entertainment and how that has played a role in some way in um, making rock music more manufactured so I'm going to move on very sw- well with my last track uh, this is Godsmack and Devil's Swing <laughs>
That is Godsmack with Devil Swing, taken from the 2010 album, The Oracle. So I've come to the end of my show, so I hope it hasn't been too scary for you. Uh, thank you very much for everybody who's tuned in via all the available apps. I do always appreciate it. So I've been Anson Anderson, and this has been Rockstar Classics. Until next time, keep on rocking.